0: This is Popcorn and Coffee. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jehazel. How y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right.
0: Okay. Sometimes you gotta... (laughs) like one of them old cars, you gotta push start to get going, Mm -hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying? Especially when we record late. Yes. Super late. Seven. (laughs) Yeah, this is late. Central time. We're getting old when seven o'clock is late.
0: So, since it's super late and we're tired, let's just jump right into it with some coffee talk. How are we doing right, on, on,
1: on coffee? Yeah, we, we do have some coffee here tonight, don't we? It's uh, very warm on this nice, cool November evening in Indiana. Takes me back to home, sitting in front of the fire. Anyways. You actually had a fireplace. Yes, we did. So. I did not. Just a barrel. and <laughs> a couple bums singing us some tunes. That's the plot to Rocky.
0: <laughs> it's definitely the subplot. I'll yes. give it that. Yeah,
1: they got some good music in those movies. Uh, anyways, so tonight we've got a. Uh, this is a French vanilla roast. Love this it. Is the first time. Love we've, it. Love it. Love it. First time we've ever done like a flavored coffee on here. Because personally, I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, one, I don't. You fiend. <laughs> one, I just don't. I really can't taste the flavor in the coffee as much. as much as I can smell it, so it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, but I was, I was interested to see, like, how they get the flavor and stuff in the coffees.
0: Okay, so is it a flavor thing or is it an aroma thing?
1: No, it's a flavor thing. They actually do, uh, flavor them because it's, it's science. It's like biology. I don't know. Not biology. That's, that's, (laughs) biology? No, it's chemistry. It's metaphysics. Is what it is. it's, It's, yes, it is. Uh, But no, flavor coffee beans are coated with a flavor compounds to supplement coffee beans' natural taste. Uh, In addition to these, they help extend the shelf life of the bean by disguising changes in the flavor due to decaffeination, oxidation, and the aging process of the beans. So when they add the flavor to these coffee beans, to French vanilla, hazelnut, whatever, it kind of helps extend the shelf life, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, mmm. because when they set out for so long, you're, they're constantly changing, based off temperature, humidity, whatever they're yeah. doing. Uh, the flavored coffees in one form or another have been used for centuries, but the gourmet coffee boom in the '90s resulted in an increased interest in these exotic flavors of coffee. With the current chemical technology, the beans can, technology, the beans can be produced with almost any flavor imaginable. So that's crazy. So think of. Think of the Jelly Belly jelly beans and how they can get, like, spaghetti-flavored jelly beans. hmm Would you want your coffee to taste like you're drinking a bowl of spaghetti?
0: Yes! Right. No. No.
1: Sometimes I get an idea that's just psyched out of my mind, and I'm like, yes!
0: Yes. Uh, how, how about an asparagus? A tribe of asparagus. Anyways.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I got. That's interesting. The, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of chemistry, a lot more chemistry and stuff, so I might have to uh, do a little more research on the chem side of this. It's funny
0: because I was just talking to Josh the other day during our costume party. Oh yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. Um and he was talking about we, we got on the topic of banana candy. Okay. Banana flavored candy, and how it tastes nothing like bananas banana flavor candy yeah. is gross. It is. And doesn't taste, or artificial-flavoring banana. Yeah. Doesn't taste like you're biting into a banana. And he went on to describe to me this theory online that is super prevalent, and I haven't looked it up because I've been tired and busy, and to be honest, I, I probably won't. I'm just going to take him at his word because I like it. <laughs> that the way that the artificial-flavoring of the candies and the, the, other, the other things like your, your, your creamers and things, anything banana related, is actually how bananas used to taste in like the 20s and 30s. And then something wiped out the majority of a crop of that banana strain okay. and it ceased to exist. And then the modern banana that we have is a different flavor. But all those things are designed on what bananas used to taste like.
1: Okay. So the bananas we eat today are all just chemically modified, like well, produced? N- like, not they, necessarily. Like- it's
0: just that they're grown in a different way, in a different place even, or, and that they just don't taste the way bananas used to taste. Which I don't necessarily think could is ne- completely impossible. No. You know, maybe an, an orange grown in... Florida as opposed to an orange grown somewhere else. Maybe they taste different. I don't know. A mandarin orange and a regular orange taste different.
1: I mean, I would think so. Coffee beans that are grown exactly. around the world, they taste different. So the, the, the premise seems plausible. It's just you talking about
0: flavoring of beans yeah. brought that conversation back to my mind.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: It really doesn't matter.
1: It has nothing to do with coffee <laughs> at all. Uh, but that, that's it. that is interesting.
0: It has nothing to do with coffee or popcorn.
1: So how do they get the different flavors in the popcorn? That's GMOs. Oh, okay. I thought.
0: (laughs) So, on to other topics. What you been watching recently?
1: Oh, let's see. We've been watching... I just watched October Sky the other night. Yeah. It was pretty good. It's a a very well-made movie. Chris Cooper is... I love Chris Cooper. Pretty sure
0: it's considered a Disney movie. Yeah, it's got Chris Cooper, probably. I think it is, but it's more like it's definitely just mature content,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like not a kids'
1: movie. Yeah. I'm not
0: saying kids can't watch it. My kids may have seen it, but it's just.
1: There's no language in it.
0: Well, there's a little bit. There's quite a bit of language. Quite a bit.
1: Really? Yeah. I just watched it. I don't think there was.
0: There's quite a bit. Okay. I'll take
1: it. Even though I just watched it, but.
0: I'm pretty sure there is. It's not Anyways. relevant. It
1: is relevant. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs>
0: Language in movies is very relevant, people. Uh, Especially in Disney films.
1: You know what I want to see? Come I want to see a movie with Chris Cooper and Sean Bean Get and old. their father and son. Oh, gosh. They could be father and son. Who's the father? Chris Cooper. He's way older than Sean Bean. Now
0: we, gotta yeah, we got to find out. Okay. Who you got?
1: I'll, I'll take Sean Bean.
0: Which you got? Okay.
1: So how many years apart do you think they are? Hold on. I got to figure out how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, hate, I didn't Google it. I hate, I, I hate how sometimes on IMDb they show the age and other times they don't. Okay. How okay. far apart in age do I think they are? Go ahead. You go first.
0: Okay. I think they are nine years apart.
1: Nine? Yes. Okay. I'm actually going to probably go with like 12. Even oh, geez. I think they're probably 12 years apart. Okay, that, so now, wait,
0: you think they could be father and son, so they're, he's
1: much younger. I said in a movie. In a in movie. movie yes. In a movie, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not in real life, no. Okay, okay, how old is he? Well, I mean,
0: think about, what was it? Indiana Jones' Temples of Doom?
1: Oh, you're t- no, Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, The Last Crusade. The John Last Connery, Crusade, yeah.
0: They're only like
1: 11 years apart
0: yeah. in age. Yeah, They're not that, he's not that much younger. Anyways, that's off point. Okay.
1: What do you want me to say? What's his age? He is 70. Okay, Sean Bean's 62. Uh,
0: (laughs) Did I say 8?
1: You said 9. You were were a year off. You were close. Anything else you watched? I can't think of anything. We've been pretty busy. Uh, I really haven't had time to watch a movie.
0: And I'll be honest, even the movie that we're about to review, I split into two nights. Because it's, long yeah it is a pretty long movie i've been watching some of the office but those are like 22 minute episodes so we're like yeah let's watch one of those and just go to bed as opposed to
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: working our way se- through season four so nice there's that
1: uh new season of yellowstone starts tomorrow so i'm pretty excited about that that on uh i don't know so originally it's super weird so originally they were saying season four was going to stream Directly to Paramount+. Plus, and it comes out weekly. But Peacock has the rights when the season is over. Okay? They have the rights. So the first three seasons are on Peacock. Okay. And they have the rights as soon as this season is done. Like it's completely... Every episodes went on to Paramount. It's going directly to Peacock. Okay. So it won't be on Paramount. But it's going to stream on... And it's not even Paramount+. Plus. It's like Paramount... There's another Paramount Network. It's just the Paramount Network.
0: Is that a strictly streaming show, or does it actually play on TV? Uh, Because Paramount owns what channels? I don't know. They own some. it does— Paramount owns some some channel. I don't know which channel it is. Maybe—I don't want to say ABC. NBC is Peacock, right?
1: NBC is Peacock. Peacock is NBC, Yeah. Like, NBC owns Peacock. I mean, yeah. 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 That's, that's, what I meant.
0: that's the Peacock.
1: Yeah. Worst name. Worst it, name. It is. It's a terrible name. But they've got the office, so. Yeah. I subscribe. What was I looking up?
0: Oh. Paramount's TV. They own... What do they watch Star Trek Discovery on? CBS.
1: That's my guess. Yeah. It's CBS. Ah! Thank you. There, I mean, there's more, but... Oh. That's the big one. That's the big one. I don't even. I can't. CBS, uh, Nickelodeon. Okay. MTV, ET, Showtime, Raggedy Ann brand. They own that.
0: That is really really cool.
1: <laughs> Ten network holdings. I don't know. Uh, my five exclusive library. Yeah, so they, they, own, they own a few things out there, and that's, I think Nickelodeon's, like, they big. Like, I remember growing up and always seeing the Paramount ads whenever we would watch, like, Nickelodeon movies, like the Rugrats or no. uh, Rocket Power, those, like, shows. Like, I always remember, like, Paramount and the Mountain. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's what I associate. Whenever I see that, I associate directly with Rugrats. Okay. Not that that matters to anybody else. What was the theme song to the Rugrats? Nope, I can't do it. I can't think of it. It's there. It's I don't remember. The theme
0: song to O'Reilly keeps coming back to me, and that's it. Bill O'Reilly? I
1: don't
0: know. Like Bill O'Reilly? The O'Reilly Factor? No, like O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Oh. Well, we can't play it anyway, even if we pulled it up, so... Should we, uh, should we go ahead and jump into our movie?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Let's go ahead and do it. You want to tell the, tell the people what we're, we're talking about?
1: All right. This week was my pick, and I, picked, I chose 2009's Public Enemies. Uh, the synopsis on IMDb is the feds try to take down notorious American gangster John Dillinger, Babyface Nelson, and Pretty Boy Floyd during a booming crime wave in the 1930s. That's somewhat right, somewhat accurate. Uh, it's mostly Dillinger they're after. They kind of stumble into Babyface Nelson along the way, uh, and Pretty Boy Floyd is out of the picture about ten minutes into the movie. So this film is basically based around John Dillinger and his his uh reign of crime that he did is... over a period of a couple a few years. But it's really broad. Yeah. it's This covers a lot of years. Right, yeah. He didn't, he didn't rob banks for very long, though. Oh. It wasn't like a long period of time. It was like Maybe. a year and a half or two years. Yeah.
0: Because the book is based off of like 33 and 34.
1: hmm Okay. Anyways, I looked up. He's from September 1933 until July 1934 was uh, his, the gang terrorized the Midwest. Okay. That was so... L- about a year and a half.
0: All right. That makes sense. Well, well the, the, okay. oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, this, right. this film has an all-star cast. Legitimately, anybody who's anybody, even before they were anybody, is in this movie. Mm-hmm. You got people like Johnny Depp, Jason Clark, Christian Bale, Stephen Graham, Stephen Dorff, Michelle Williams, Giovanni Rabisi's in there. Yeah. There's a ton of people in this movie. Great character actors. Great character
1: actors. Um, Marion Cotillard, who was in uh, Around Inception, which also came around at the same time. Uh, and yeah, Jason Clark. Uh, he was... Uh, this was kind of his, like, peak. I don't... I've, I'm trying to think of what I've seen him in recently, but this was, like, his peak when he was in Everything because he was in that show Chicago Code, and then he was also in Lawless, which came out, like, a year later. He was in Lawless. He was in Great Gatsby. Yep. He was in... Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes.
0: Yep. which is probably one of his best movies. Mm-hmm. He plays himself in everything. Yeah, he's the same character, but it works. Yeah, he's fun to watch. It works he- every time. It really does. Yeah, and that's—I say that more so than even some of the ac- other actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Christian Bale's right off the back of The Dark Knight, and it shows. Yeah, on his face. Yeah, he's Batman in this movie. <laughs> Hardcore Batman in this movie. I remember seeing this when it came out. Mm -hmm. I remember going to the theaters and watching it. I also remember never remembering this movie ever again. Yeah. Because upon rewatch, I rewatched it with fresh eyes because I couldn't remember any of it. Which was fun. Which was was fun. Uh, But looking at it now, I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point... Johnny Depp's had a Pirates of the Caribbean movie out. At this point, Christian Bale's had a couple Batman movies. You can see some of that in this. It's at times a little bit too evident, unfortunately. But what did, what did you think about the movie overall?
1: Yeah, so uh, since when I first saw it, I had the opportunity to go see it in theaters. And I really wanted to because I remember when they f- were filming this in Crown Point, Indiana, which is like 45 minutes from where we live. Uh-huh wanting to go up there i don't think i had my license at the time and there was no other way for me to get up there so i but i remember like following like kind of the filming on this very closely like reading articles uh in the local paper you know that went up there and they were talking about seeing johnny depp and all these guys um so i really wanted to go see this in theaters i didn't i didn't (laughs) I, i regretted it so much yeah um but i do remember going to the blockbuster when it came out on dvd and watching it i didn't care for it the first time i watched it uh it i think part of that was it was long it's a long movie it's, um you're talking about a uh, i didn't write it down it's like two and a half two, two and a half 40. hour runtime yeah two hours 20 minute runtime yeah. so yeah it, so it's a fairly long movie and it's not action-packed there's there are scenes that are action but it, uh I think the thing the second time I've watched it and like the more that I've watched it over the years and stuff, the thing that is captivating about this film isn't the action. It's the the way that like Johnny Depp and Christian Bale and all these guys talk to each other and play off of each other is captivating. Like I the way Johnny Depp like interacts with Christian Bale's character in the film, or just anybody, and he's always he's got like this smarky remark towards them like i think that's what's entertaining and captivating about this film not the act not not the action side of it mm-hmm. um so uh, but yeah I, I laugh every time like I, I don't know i just i love the way that they all played off each other cuz and you got to think too johnny depp's coming off pirates he's got a and charlie and the chocolate factory so he's got this rap right now he's in a he's in a rough spot in his career where he's Just this goofy pirate, or and he's playing the same character over and over again, and he was able to get out of that for this film. He didn't play that. He played John Dillinger. He was, you know, this gangster in the 30s, so. I think this is funny because
0: a lot of the things you're saying, and this may be our first official kind of agree to disagree on this pod, because (laughs) everything you're saying that you're praising, I would probably hit it for in the opposite direction, but we can get into it later. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. I mean, what would you, if you were to give it like a grade score, what would you give it?
1: Uh, I'd give it about eight, seven and a half, eight stars probably. Okay. I'd probably give it about a four or five. Um,
0: there's a lot of things that are just, I'm more disappointed in, not that I'm like, this is trash, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, ah. Because I think one of the biggest issues that I see with it, and, and I'm going to praise it and, and hit it all all throughout, but. The runtime hurts this movie heavily. This could have been a tight hour-and-a-half, hour-and-45-minute movie and been really good. You include those few action scenes where it's, it's, it's a car chase, it's a bank robbery, those few things, as well as the good character moments and cut out all the in-between. There's a lot of scenes that don't necessarily mean anything that also don't add anything to the story. And it's just like, okay, well, why, why is this in here? Why does this need to be in here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of that. And it's like, okay, well, that's like, that scene drug on for an extra eight minutes when it didn't need to drag on for an extra eight minutes. For me, it's just the director and the choices that the director made because this director, we're talking about Michael Mann here. Yeah. Who's made... Some really good movies,
1: collateral,
0: uh, Last of the Mohicans, heat, heat's in there with them, Black Hat with uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth. The that was Aviator. probably one of his that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Also, higher budget movies than this. I think the majority of the hundred million dollar budget that was in this movie went to getting these guys to be in this movie, probably. And even if they artistically made the choice to keep it lower budget, I don't think that's a bad choice by any means. There's times when it's a little bit too cheap that pulled me out of the movie for sure. Um, I don't think the, the, the artistic side of it hits on every level the way that they wanted it to. I appreciate the swing, though. For me, I'm like, okay, you tried something different. You could have gone and given this the cinematography and the same stuff that you gave Heat you know what I mean? Because the same cinematographers in this movie, the same uh, composer, these guys work together. You've got uh, Dante Spinetti, who's the cinematographer. He did Heat, he did Last of in the Heakins. He did L.A. Confidential. Elliot Goldenthal is the the composer who did SWAT. He did Across the Universe. One of my favorite things about this movie is the score
1: because
0: mm-hmm. those scenes accent it perfectly. If you go listen, read review or not reviews, um, quotes from Goldenthal... You can tell that they have a chemistry where yeah. they accent each other well, him and Michael Mann. But the decision to keep the budget really low, to me, had to have been intentional. Because he could have gotten as much money as he wanted to make the movie. Right. I just don't think it worked the way that they wanted it to work. That's just, that's just my opinion. I don't know. What, how, what are your thoughts about the cinematography as a whole?
1: I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought they captured the, the 1930s very well. Uh, I mean, a lot of it, I think they filmed, most of it was filmed in Wisconsin. Yeah. Most like, of it was
0: Wisconsin. Yeah. Some in
1: Crown Point.
0: And...
1: Yeah, they filmed at the actual jail site where they actually held oh, yeah. Dillinger. Uh, so, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, they, I think they captured the whole era perfectly. I didn't think that there was anything. I, I, I go, what do you mean by cheap? What do you okay. think? What was cheap? I
0: think they captured the era perfectly. I loved the hairstyles. I loved the glasses and the, the suits and the world. I love the guns. I'm like, you take me back to them Thompsons. You take me back to some of those. And I wrote them down because I just, I loved what they did with it. Uh, the Remington Model A Autoloader Winchester 1907. These are great guns. And I'm like, yes. It just reminds me of like. Medal of Honor. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) give me that Thompson. You know, it's just like, but anyways. In terms of cheap, I don't like that it looked like documentary footage.
1: Oh, see, no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, I like. I don't think it worked. I, I, yeah, I like that. No, it didn't work. It
0: (laughs) It looked like cutscenes from a documentary, and not in a good way for me. The scene. There are scenes where I really liked it, and I think it worked really, really well. But if they ha- would have made the movie, even if, and, and this is kind of what I was thinking during the movie, make it with, a, with, a, with better cinematography, more modern cinematography, uh, and actually use film instead of digital. The whole movie was filmed digitally and not on, on, on actual film. Uh-huh. And then cut scenes with some of that to make it look like almost it was recorded in
1: the time I think
0: that would have been really, really cool. This took me out of it. The thing
1: of it is, though, is they've tried to make those types of films, and I believe it was either before this one came out or around the same time or just a little after. I can't remember. Uh, What's that movie? uh, Gangster Squad with Sean Penn and them. Mm -hmm. They tried that Mm -hmm. film. They filmed with more. Which flopped. Yeah, and it was terrible. Had worse actors in it. Yeah, it had worst <laughs> actors, but I don't think that's why it flopped. I think oh, the no, story was garbage. I agree. And I think it's all story. I mean, and I think this is a good story. And the but if you're going we're talking about cinematography, I remember watching, I'm like, this just looks fake. Oh like, no doubt. It all looked fake. But they did a
0: lot of that on green screen and not on, on actual sites, which plays a huge role. I just it's just for me, and maybe it was the fact that I was watching these caliber of actors mm-hmm. in this type of movie it was too big of a contrast for me. You know what I mean? Watching Christian Bale give his Batman performance, because that's what I was seeing. He was His face was stone cold. I get it. He was still trying to per- portray the character. Mm-hmm. I understand it. I do think he did a good job. But he's one to manipulate his appearance mm-hmm. in every movie he's in. Yeah. But yet he still had that really narrow, sleek look in his face that was, that was Bruce Wayne. It was Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. But... Those are just things that took me out of it. I'm not, I'm not knocking it as a movie outside of my own personal enjoyment of yeah. it, you know. Yeah. It obviously did well. It made, it's made twice its budget back worldwide after it came out. So th- those are just things that I'm just like, eh. And maybe it was the more the runtime than it was the cinematography. If the mm-hmm. movie was 90 minutes, you know, hour and a half, hour 45 with that cinematography, I don't think it would have bothered me as much. But the movie just keeps going. It does. Yeah. It does. That's why I had to it, split it up into two nights.
1: It's funny you say that, though. I, I'm going to ask you what your thoughts off are, th- thoughts are. So I was watching with Mariah, and she goes, "Why are they, Why does it always look like they're like filming like right up on them, almost like they're walking like directly in front of the camera, like really close up mm-hmm. to it? I It didn't bother me. I didn't notice it, but like that was like bothering her a lot. I noticed film. it too. And yeah. You noticed it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, right. I
0: don't know if it necessarily bothered me, but it was a lot of close-up shots on their yeah. faces, especially in conversation. So you mm-hmm. and I talking, it's just boom, boom, yeah, boom. And I think it's just the, the, it, it's the way you chose to make the movie, yeah. good, bad, indifferent on it. I watched it in two nights. Vera didn't actually finish the movie with me. Um, it's kind of boring. It's kind of a boring movie. It's There's a going, lot yeah. of monologuing. There's yeah. a lot of, not monologuing, but just uh, uh, talking back and forth, a lot of mm-hmm. conversations, very few action scenes that are interspersed throughout, and, and I get it. The movie was originally designed to be a miniseries. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been better as a miniseries. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, that was the original intention on HBO with the writer.
1: Who wrote it? Uh, who wrote the book? Ronan Bennett. He did the screenplay. He did the screenplay. Uh, oh, uh, Brian Burrow. With, uh, Brian
0: Burrow wrote the book with the intentions. He literally wrote this book with the intentions and signed a deal with HBO to make a miniseries out of it. A miniseries with this cinematography, I think, would have been really cool mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and that all fell through. Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to play John Dillinger at the beginning. Okay. Uh, that's insane in my mind. I, I think either one of those two would have done yeah. a really good job. He, yeah. Backed out to go do something with Martin Scorsese at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Burrow liked the movie. Mm -hmm. Burrow likes the movie. He says it's probably one of the closest uh, to actual fact. He says that not all of it's factually accurate. No. But he said it's one of the closest he's seen depicted in Hollywood, which is high praise for Hollywood because they like to embellish quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's cool. I just don't know. It's just, it didn't leave an impression on me then. And after watching it this time, it didn't leave an impression on me again. And that's what's unfortunate, is that it kind of just fades into nothing. (laughs) Like I said, I think they depicted the world well. The only things that I think it failed on, and I see two different movies in there. Um, I see a movie, and the book is more based off, because the book's titled Public Enemies, America's Greatest Crime Wave, and the Birth of the FBI. So it's Addressing the crime wave, John Dillinger, and it's addressing the birth of the FBI, which mm-hmm. is the beginning of the, you know, Federal Bureau of Investigations. Yeah. I see two different movies there. Yeah. And they tried to put all that together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it benefited either. I think they both were, what's the word? The, not that they failed, but they were at a disadvantage because it took away critical aspects of one and took away critical aspects of the other mm-hmm. to combine them and be like, well,
1: you got to cut stuff out at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a yeah. movie's sake. And and they did. I remember when this when it was coming out in some controversy in a lot of Christian circles was that it was glorifying almost like Dillinger and those guys. But— the thing of it is— This is a good—I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. But the thing of it is, is at that time, in that time period, bank robbers were kind of put up on a pedestal as heroes towards people because, because the banks were evil at that time because pe- there was a depression going on. And these guys were stealing from the rich people, quote, mm. and—but uh, they weren't giving to the poor. They weren't no, giving wasn't. back. He wasn't. <laughs> but yet they were still hailed as almost like Robin Hood-esque figures. He was a stick it to the man. Yes. Yeah. That's a
0: great point because that's number one to me. One of two. That's one thing that I think the movie failed at because I don't think the movie succeeded in depicting depression era America well enough. We had one or two scenes where people on the streets were, were clapping and praising him as he went by and he's smiling, but we didn't see any depression stuff. There was one scene There was nothing of like, okay, so he's going into the bank where all the wealthy people are. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is during the depression. So there's people outside waiting in a line to go get their rations of cheese. Mm -hmm. That stuff is happening. Yeah, We don't see that stuff. He robs the bank and then he goes to his hideout and divvies up his money. And they're all sleeping with all these women because that's what they do in their free time is just go. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're doing. So the scenes where we see people praising him, I think, fell short because we didn't see the news headline of Dillinger again, Dillinger doing this, and then poor people, struggling people being like,
1: yes. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that aspect, the street-level stuff, yeah, is what I wanted to see more of. So that way, his hero status could have been earned and mm-hmm. justified. I don't think that it was earned at yeah. any point, personally.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, they had the one scene where it was right after they broke, uh, at, right at the beginning, when they broke all of his buddies out of prison, and they went to that lady's house, and she, like, cooked them food and stuff, and she's like, take me with you. She's living on that farm with her son, Uh-oh. and there's, like, nothing. You know, they had that. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I agree that it would have— uh, I would have been- preferred
0: they keep all the FBI stuff out of it. There's a lot of scenes, and I don't remember the guy's name. He was in—he played Dr. Manhattan— In the Watchmen. Oh, uh, you know who I'm talking about? He was, he played the Flash's dad in the Justice League. You know who I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. He played the the head of the FBI in this.
1: Played Hoover. Yes.
0: Yes. Thank you. And uh, all of that, I don't think was necessary. We cut to these scenes of him like, you guys can't fail because if you fail, the FBI fails and then Mm -hmm. it makes us look bad. It does. But, so, like, yeah. we didn't need any of that. You could have just made it Christian Bale. He's the head of—not the head of the FBI, but he's our view of the FBI. Yeah. And if he fails, the FBI fails. Yeah. And that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Because that's another aspect that I felt was unearned. And, and this is history, so that you can find this anywhere. And I read it at the end, and I was, in sh- I was just shocked. His character— Christian Bale's character, Michael Purvis, Purvis, Purvis is his last name, kills himself a year after mm-hmm. all of this goes down because of the situation and the lengths that he had to go to mm-hmm. and the things that he had to do to catch him.
1: Yeah. And I think we
0: that- didn't get that from him. He was pretty stoic and quiet for the majority of the movie. I didn't see his struggle on screen. You know what I mean? There's the scene with him on the phone, yeah. and he's like, I can't do this. You got to bring somebody else in. And then he's pretty much a side character just watching everything going on. He's calling the shots, yeah. but he's not getting his hands dirty mm-hmm. in any way.
1: Yeah. And I think that goes, I think going back to what you said earlier, that this should have been it two separate been. movies or a miniseries a where mini-series. you can yes. focus on each yes. side of it a lot better. Or um. you trim the fat. You consolidate a
0: lot of it. You cut out some of the side characters. Again, I get it. It's not historically accurate to say that he's the one that shot him mm-hmm. or that did any of the horrible things because they brought in the guy from Avatar. Yeah. To 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 be the bad guy, even though he doesn't say much either. He's the one that ends up shooting the Texas Billinger. Ranger. Yes. Yeah. He's the one who's willing to get his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. I don't know why at the end of the movie, Christian Bale feels bad about anything. Because he didn't do any of it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guarantee you, historically, he did. So for movie's sake, you probably just could have given him some of those scenes mm-hmm. and then justified remorse at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying he needed to be the one in the scene that was, like, beating John Dillinger's girlfriend. You didn't have to give him that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There just wasn't enough
1: there. It, that's that's my point. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and they didn't. Like, I don't know. I don't know how many— of his agents died. I mean, he they only had the one scene where after Babyface, or I don't even, Babyface Nelson didn't even shoot him. Yeah, he did. The one agent, he no. told him, he said, stay here, don't let anyone leave. And then he hears something and he walks out into the hallway. But
0: that was the guy in the room. That was a yeah.
1: Babyface, whoever that guy was. Yeah. Who was an accomplice, I get it. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the only scene you see of anyone actually dying. Well, of- that
0: and the shootout at the end, a few of the agents died during that. Remember? Because that's when the guy's in the car and Babyface is the one walking Mm -hmm. and he stops to pick him up. Yeah. And Babyface shoots him in the car and steals the car. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which is why that agent would stop and think that he's some random pedestrian. Makes zero sense to me. They know they're out there. Yeah.
1: Those things bother me. But the thing of it is, though, is if you go back and, like, read stories of cops and FBI agents back in the early stages when all this is going on, they're dumb. Like, they don't—their ability to—I mean, let's even go back— They're doing their best. They're doing their best, but they—I mean, go back even uh, to—this is completely different, but, like, uh, what's the guy, the the serial killer? uh, Bundy? Yes, Bundy. When they were having manhunts and stuff of him out—and this was in the 70s. Oh, yeah. They were having manhunts, and he just walked by them. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just out here, you know, hunting and stuff. No, and I think one of the best scenes
0: of this movie is when he goes into the police station. That is literally one of the best scenes of the movie. There's that one, and there's... um, I'm trying to think of the ones that really grip me, and that was one. It was shot really well, and the dialogue was well-placed. I don't know how historically accurate it is, but it's a movie. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care how historically accurate it is. Braveheart is... 0% 0% historically accurate. I love that movie. I don't watch movies because I want history. Mm-hmm. If I wanted the actual history, I'd go watch an actual documentary where they detail everything. Yeah. I'm looking for a dramatization of it because the dramatization is more tense, more dramatic than whatever happened in real
1: life. Well, and they, they have to dramatize a lot of it because otherwise it would be boring. It would be. And, and- I think this movie falls f- fault to some of that just because
0: they had to get every character... And everything that every mm-hmm. character did and it's like, okay, well, that's why a lot of movies combine two characters They're like, okay, this person was real, this person was real. But we're gonna give this guy both of those roles yeah. to accommodate the flow of the film.
1: Yeah. You have to. You have to sometimes. And going back to like Christian Bale's character and the his like his reason for being upset. Like you said, he killed himself in real life, like purpose a year after this all happened, yeah. he killed himself. Okay, you can see a shift in his attitude from when he first comes on and he goes in the room with all the agents and he's, like, talking to him, to when the scene when they get Dillinger and they arrest him and he's in that jail cell and he's c- talking to him. And, John, and Dillinger's talking to him about guys that got killed, of men of purposes that got killed. And you can see, like, a shift in his, like, demeanor, like, okay, he's depressed, he's sad about this and stuff. You can see that. The problem is, though, is you Maybe. don't you don't really see – there's not like a progression with it. It's so fast. It's like, okay, he's aggressive and he's excited to be on this task force to get these guys, and now he's depressed because one guy got shot. Mm-hmm. That's all you see at the time. Yeah. yeah. But
0: – Yeah, it's, it's just poor execution of – and I don't think it's Christian Bale's fault. I think it's just the story's fault, too. They knew – okay, we got to hit point A, we got to hit point B, and then we're, after this scene, we're going to go hit point C.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, And his progression of zeal, because he's in the FBI, zeal for his job, and like, I got to get the bad guy, that's my job. Oh, now I've lost a man. Now I'm sad. To right after that, he escapes from jail. Mm-hmm. And now Christian Bale's character is angry and on a revenge path to stop him, even to the point of he's still calling the shots. And he makes a dumb decision, and, and the Texas Ranger's like, we shouldn't do that. And he's like, we're doing it anyway. That doesn't, f- it didn't flow well, mm-hmm. you know? And it, you, the progression was choppy. I think that how you put it was probably the best way to do it. I see that in all the characters. Yeah. And I also see rum diaries in Johnny Depp's face every time I've I seen this movie with the little mustache and the glasses. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was around the same <laughs> time. rum yeah. diaries. But I'm not going to hit him for that. I mean...
1: I mean, Dillinger had a mustache like that,
0: so... And I... They didn't hit enough for me, the fact of how early in the world we are of technology, like, those guys could hide in plain sight very easily because there are so few cameras. Mm -hmm. There are so few... And even when they do take his picture, it's grainy and it's not very good and all he has to do is comb his hair a different way and let his mustache grow out and he could hide in plain sight. Yeah. Those are thi- Those are the elements that I wanted to see more of. That we didn't get. Instead, they just combed his hair the other way, gave him a mustache, and sent him in somewhere. And it's like, guess what? Nobody knows who he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, it just takes me back to that. Let's let's cut this stuff out. Let's trim the fat over here, the FBI side especially, uh-huh. and let's just make the movie about him if that's what the movie's about. Or is Christian Bale the main character? Who's the main character here? Let's follow that, or make it dual cut back and forth between the two of them mm-hmm. because we didn't even do that. We cut back and forth between a number of different characters.
1: That's my, that's one of my biggest criticisms. I think the scene, the scene where they had the shootout at the cabin mm-hmm. and, uh, that scene, they filmed it. They didn't realize it when they started filming it, it was filmed on the actual day, like the actual anniversary of when it oh, happened. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's kind of cool.
0: And you can tell the scenes where they actually, really, again, this this is one of the aspects of uh, the way they filmed it, the cinematography behind it, the scenes where they're actually lighting up flares mm-hmm. and it's affecting everything around it. Only certain things are in view because of the flare light. Yeah. I like a lot. Yeah. Those are the scenes that stand out to me that I was like, yes, I'm behind this. Those few scenes where they were like almost mobs of torch and pif- pitchfork people, and they had, they, they'd bust out the flares or torches, and I was like, that's cool. The shootout scenes where you actually got muzzle flare things, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that was CGI'd in later. To me, it looked very realistic in that they were actually fly- firing blanks uh-huh. in at night, and you're seeing actual, because a lot of that is real, and that's what happens, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I liked that. Yeah. The scene, the, I, the, I know what scene you're talking about with the, or I think I do, with the players and stuff when they brought him back from yeah. the Crown Point. Yep, Off the plane. Yeah, off the plane. Yep. They took actual footage from when they did that and threw that's that into the That's what I'm talking film. about. Yeah,
0: And that's what I appreciated about it. And if that would have cut away to a more dramatized version and then interspersed those few scenes in there, uh-huh. those car chases, you know, a few of those car chase scenes were really, really good. And he's holding that woman in front of him on the side of the car. It's like, my first thought was just holding on to the side of the car, man. If they just spray bullets at you, they're going to shoot you. Mm -hmm. He takes two people and puts one on both sides of him. They're not going to shoot. They're just not going to shoot. They're just going to let him get away, and it's whoever's got the fastest car is just going to get away. Yeah, I was like, I really, really like that. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) I have two words for you, and I want to see how they land for you. If they land for you the same way they landed for me,
1: Channing Tatum. I (laughs) (laughs) know. I always... Every time... And I only watched this movie... I think the last time I watched it was like three years ago. But every time I've watched it, I always forget he's in it. (laughs) Like, I always do. To me,
0: and this is an example of them having to get... Having to get the most relevant faces in this movie. And as soon as I saw Channing Tatum's face... It took me completely out of the movie. I'm like, why is he here? That could have been anyone. I know. Who was a decent looking individual. Yeah. I get it. Channing Tatum
1: at that time has a was, pretty face. Yeah.
0: He at does. The- Still does. I'll give credit wherever it's due. <laughs> that could have been anybody. I know. And it pulled me out of the movie. What? What? Me and Vera both were just, I paused it. And I just looked at her. And he's just bleeding out because yeah. he shoots him. He has no talking scenes. He's just running through the field, and that's it. I'm like, what are we doing? But I guarantee you the majority of this budget went to this cast. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Which, again, if that's what he was going for, he did it. I just don't think that's a very good choice. (laughs) Oh. You know, it's, yeah. it's the pitcher swinging and throwing that inside when the batter knows what he's doing. But hey, I respect it. I respect it. Don't use baseball analogies if you don't watch baseball. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That and like the scene where he takes her to the restaurant with all the rich snooty people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're both dressed very well. And she's like, this is a $3 dress. I'm like, that's not a $3 dress. It's a red dress. And no one else is wearing a red dress. But it's still a very nice dress. Like, you tried to play up, she's poor, uh-huh. and they despise her because she's poor, which is the thing that happened in the time. I get it, but I was yeah. like, you look the same as everybody else in the well, room. Well, every,
1: everyone, I, I noticed all, everyone else in the room was dressed in black. Uh-huh. All yeah. the women, they mm-hmm. had black dresses. I don't know what, like, culturally what, like, that meant at that time, maybe. the or, Red, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Wealth but and it, red. Was I'm a cheaper, sure I'm,
0: red was a cheaper fabric. Could, maybe I don't know.
1: Or they could. I mean, they could have. They could probably tell. Like I'm sure you can tell. Like by the way people are dressed. Just like now, you can look at.
0: But at the same time, it's not what they're saying to the people in the room. It's what they're saying to us. Yeah. So I'm looking at it. and I'm like, it's still a very nice dress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not saying put her in rags, but. That was an example of them trying to differentiate between poor people and wealthy people. I just don't think it worked. I think they needed more of the scenes of the grime, of the yeah. dirt, of the, you know. And you don't have to do it. It was the greatest game ever played. kind of set in that same era. Mm-hmm. You know? So just make it grittier. Make it a little dirtier. Yeah, Those people didn't have good lives. So, yes, they were looking up to bad people
1: because that's all they had. That's it. The depression mm-hmm. was awful. Yeah.
0: What else? What else do you have to say about this movie that you picked? I'm not, that's not shady. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. you picked it. <laughs> no.
1: I didn't, didn't think it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, liked, I liked a lot of the dialogue and stuff between the characters. Uh, a lot of the quips or quick comments and stuff they made. Like, I think Christian Bale, after when he was in the interview, after he shot, Pretty Boy Floyd, like, how'd you, how'd you, uh, run Pretty Boy Floyd down? And he's like, through an apple orchard. Oh. Like, like stuff like that. Like, I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah. Johnny Depp's stuff with, interactions and stuff with, uh, Marion Cotillard. Stuff like that. Just like, she's like, I don't know anything about you. And then he, like, just runs down real quick, like, Mm -hmm. his life and stuff. Like, that, that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's fun to me. I like
0: it. I do it. (laughs) It's because you like Johnny Depp. That's a very Johnny Deppism. Even if that's how John Dillinger actually acted in real life. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But to me, I'm just like, okay, I see Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp can quib like that in real life, I guarantee you. And it's just like, okay, you enjoy that more than I did because you like Johnny Depp Mm -hmm. more than I do. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I find it very, I found it very Long, ragging, uneventful, and just not memorable. And I hate saying not memorable when, in like, I would really like if I could be like, I didn't like this movie for these reasons, which I'm I'm allowed, this is America, I'm allowed to not like this movie for the reasons that I said. But I also wish that I could be like, but here's an example of a movie that did this better. But I can't. Unfortunately, I'm just like, hey, these are, this is the reasons why I just don't think it's a forgettable movie. I watched it. I didn't remember a thing about it. Mm-hmm. until And now watching it again, and, and I'll, I'll probably never watch it again now. It's, just, it's one of those movies that's just, nothing is enticing me back to it, mm-hmm. you know? And as a movie, it has to. That's what movies are, are made to do. It's yeah. Like, They're not one and done, and the point is to go buy the DVD and then go, like, for this one, I'd go buy the DVD because it has, like, an hour and a half, almost just as much behind-the-scenes footage as the actual movie Mm -hmm. about their recreating the story. Yeah, I'm far more interested in that than I am the actual movie.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Or I want to go watch a documentary now, you know. I just wish it was a more dramatized version, I guess. That's fair. I guess. It's a good pick, though. It's a good pick. I'm glad that we're picking stuff that's a little bit more uh off the beaten path as opposed to mainstream, you know? Yeah. Plus, this movie's what
1: now? 11 it's years old? 11 years old. I, I've, I've been trying... I, I've been thinking when I was picking, I wanted to pick something that's not... It's either new or within the last at least 15 years. Yeah. I feel like some of the older ones are so far removed if they're not... If they're not very popular old films that everybody else is recording. They're so far removed. Nobody really cares about them. I know.
0: It's hard because, I mean, that's what our modern movies are. That's the backbone to the movies that we yeah. have now. Like so many movies, so many action movies. You've got your gladiators, your brave hearts, All these movies came from the likes of Spartacus, you know, mm-hmm. with Kirk Douglas. I love that movie. But yeah, you're right. It's like, okay, yeah, we could sit here and talk about Spartacus. But who's that? And I'm not. I'm not trying to insult anybody. If you're, if you're in our uh, listenership and you've seen Spartacus, please go comment and tell me you've seen Spartacus because I want to know who else has seen it, whether yeah. they like it or not. It's a made in the '60s. There was so much controversy back then, especially around filmmaking and like. There were two different production companies trying to make a Spartacus movie at the same time. And whoever got it greenlit first got to make the movie. It's not like today where, oh, we're going to make one and we're going to make one too. Which Mm -hmm. one does better? Back then it was like either you do or they do. And Kirk Douglas Douglas was in a mad dash to be the guy who got to make that, tell that story first. Mm -hmm. I love, I want to talk about that. But I don't necessarily know that that's what the people listening to us want to hear us talk about.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah you
0: got to tell us, guys. Yeah. You have to tell us. Uh, I'm not trying to cater to what you guys are doing. We're going to do what we, what we love to do. Mm-hmm. But if we're not relevant, then it, it's re- why, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I think, I think, oh, this is a conversation I don't know why we're having on the pod, but.
0: <laughs> I, <like. laughs> it's, it's because it's going to segue into, guys, we need you to go comment on our stuff. Send us an email and send us some, some messages either on Instagram or leave us a review on iTunes and just tell us what you guys are interested in. Yeah. A lot of what we do, not saying is based off outside opinions because we're just, if nobody tells us, we're going to keep picking movies. Mm
1: -hmm. But And we're going to pick movies that we enjoy. That we do, definitely. definitely. And and that's the thing. I think if we're talking about movies that we're passionate about and stuff that we enjoy, at least one of us, people are going to be entertained in watching it. So if you really like Spartacus and you want to do it, I've never seen it. Ooh. I would watch Ah. it. And then... You know, yeah. If that's something, if that's a movie that like, and I, that like, you love or not love, but like it's it's mm. one of your favorite films, and uh, you're enjoying. You love so all movies. much more about movies yeah. is
0: than what I'm watching on screen in the two and a half hours that I'm watching it. Yeah, for me, and yeah. I'll talk about any of that stuff because I love all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, what about this movie? Do you have any last comments to say about this movie? Yeah, no, I don't think so.
1: I mean, I. What I will give you,
0: and I will concede this point right here and right now on this podcast on this day, as far as Johnny Depp goes, and you know my opinions on Johnny Depp, Mm -hmm. this one, I enjoy watching him in this than I do just about anything else. This is probably one of my favorite Johnny Depp movies.
1: I mean, I figured it would be. Yes. I I because I don't like flamboy- because you don't I don't like-, like the flamboyant
0: stuff. Right, you don't this like- is a far more reserved performance yeah. and I do enjoy that a lot more from mm-hmm. him. I think he's a good actor. You get him in The Secret Window, you get him in The Ninth Gate, you get him in some of these other more modern movies. He does a really good job. The flamboyant stuff is is just stuff that I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's out there.
0: Yeah. So we already said Anyways, it, but go ahead and say it again.
1: Where yeah. where can they find us to listen to us? Yeah, go over to Apple Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us there. Leave us a review, please. We need one more review, and we will do a live stream commentary on a movie. I, I, not a live stream. Not a live stream. Not a live stream. Just a commentary. We will do a we'll drop it unedited yeah. commentary. You just get our raw thoughts on yeah. on, on a movie. Uh, yeah, check us out at Google Podcast, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and really anywhere you listen to your podcast at. It's we found are there. there. Yep. Um, check us out on. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Give us a follow on Instagram. That's been our, we post a lot um, when our pods drop on there. uh, And you can probably get a hold of us pretty quick on Instagram. Instagram is probably
0: the quickest. You DM us there. Yeah, I can respond the quickest. Um, I do, I still go to iTunes and I'm still, I still keep an eye on the the Gmail account. But uh, Instagram is probably Uh, the quickest. And another thing we didn't talk about at the beginning. I'm such a bad host. The new logo.
1: Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the new, I logo? The new logo? I love the it's new logo. It's so cool. I love that the steam coming out of the coffee cup full of popcorn is an old fil- film reel. Yes. Reel. I love
0: Fiverr. I went on there and I found, I found a great gentleman. I, I, I can't plug him right now because I didn't have it pulled up. But uh, I'm like, look, these are our thoughts. This is what it's called. This is what we're going for. And, uh, and what can you do for us? Incorporate a film reel in there somewhere. Yeah. And he's like, got you very first attempt i didn't say change anything i didn't say fix no, anything. it's perfect i love it so yeah. much so tell us what you tell us what you guys think about the new logo this is mm-hmm. the new permanent logo this is the the image that we're going to be using from here on out yeah. another yeah. last update before we go our episodes here sooner are going to be dropped on youtube you are going to be able to go there to find that's the only place right now that you can't find it yeah um but we're going to start keeping up and posting it on there the audio. We don't have video, just an audio version on YouTube along mm-hmm. with everywhere else you can find a podcast.
1: Yeah. And another reminder, Spider-Man month is coming up, December. We got the <laughs> new Spider-Man coming out, okay? We got a lot of Spider-Man to talk about. There's going to be a lot of Spider-Man talk, so hopefully you like Spider-Man cuz I do. Yes. I don't know about you, Jesse. He does whatever spider can and I appreciate yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. We just want to
0: Yeah. We spread the love of Spider-Man. Yeah. Especially, Give him one big hug, especially British Tom Holland. Lookout, world. So, anyways, that's okay. all for today, guys. We appreciate you listening to us. Tune in every other every other Wednesday.
1: Yeah, to hear what we have to say about different movies. Yes, thanks, guys. Yeah, bye.